reach for the sky, boy. Rolex work. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favor Does Sports. Your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740, but always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favor. With me, as always, the New York Giants fan, the Tennessee volunteer himself, Double H, Barry Frost. Barry, how you doing, homie? Doing well, brother. Glad uh, glad to be back. Glad to be talking sports. We had a, had a nice week here uh, this past week. Uh, the Giants were on by. So worry. So we're going to review week 10. We're also going to talk. Uh, there's a podcast that I've kind of turned Barry on to called Brownstown. We're going to spend a ton of time on it, but we're just going to talk, talk about each episode. The first episode will be this week. It's an 18 minute podcast. The conversation is going to be maybe five, 10 minutes long about the Browns podcast. Then we're going to transition on and give you our preview for week 11 and our picks for each game. And as always, they are not in concrete because of injury reports and things like that. So they could change when we post on Saturday night. We're also going to talk the FanDuel, the Pick'em, all kinds of good shit. But Barry, let's start off with week 10 of the NFL. And we start off on Thursday with the Ravens traveling down to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Everybody and their brother picked the Ravens for this game. Uh, with that said, these Thursday night games can be extremely weird, right? Yeah. Jacoby Brissett started, but Tua was in uniform. So, but an available play if needed. And then he came in and played effectively after Brissett got hurt. So I'm not really sure. Like, I, the, I was just said they're not sold on Tua. And they just, I think it's they've given up already. But he does get yeah, they're, whenever Brissett. Yeah, they uh the Ravens came in after that grueling overtime game with the Vikings, just getting out of there with the win. Mm-hmm. And then you travel to Miami. Hey, this is this is cake. And then Miami nobody told Miami they had to lay down. And I think they jumped on them and and stayed on them really. And the Ravens looked kind of lost, bewildered. <laughs> Lots of pressure on Lamar. Lots yeah. of pressure. Which it's the age old thing, dude. Any quarterback in the world is not gonna play as effectively under pressure when they're getting hit. It's just yep. not when they don't have time. Just nature of the game. Lamar's no different. Um obviously he's able to bail himself bail himself out a lot with his legs. Wasn't able to do a lot this time. It seemed like when he was just start to scramble when they would get home, he only had nine carries for thirty nine yards. And they had to pretty much abandon the run. Most of the part of the second half, uh, and they don't have really the horses on the outside to really get that done. They, I mean, Lamar can do it, but if he doesn't have time, he, like any other quarterback, he's not going to be able to. Rashad Bateman looked good for them: eight targets, six catches, eighty yards. Mark Andrews had had the tutty. Marquise Brown, he kind of hit or miss. Had six catches on thirteen targets. Not very efficient there at all. Uh, Sammy Watkins lost a fumble. It's just, it was, yeah. Lamar threw a bad pick. Just, yeah, not their day. And the Dolphins, like I said, Tua came in 8 of 13, 158, really stabilized the passing game after Brissett was um, really inefficient, 11, 23, 156. They they can't run the ball for shit 
But wow. it doesn't matter because Albert Wilson was making plays, Isaiah Ford was making plays, Jalen Waddle was making plays, and they got it, and their defense was making plays, and they got it done. Yeah, to me, Waddle really wasn't effective until Tua got in there. Right. And then he got he got him involved, and then that kind of was the the catalyst for them to, you know, get that pull away score. So wild game, but Ravens took the loss, and this is and just a crazy year right now, right? With so much parody that I mean, every, I believe everyone picked on Ravens to win this game. Next up, we had the Bills traveling to uh, New Jersey to take on the Jets at MetLife, and they just beat the ever-loving tar out of them, uh, 45-17, not going to spend a lot on this game. That's what the Bills do, man. They either fucking look like shit or they beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, look like world beaters. So, you know, it is what it is. Anything on this game? Not really, not. It was, like you said, a, a classic uh, – Bill's performance and Matt White. Um, I don't Mike know what White. happened to him. Mike, he, I, he maybe Matt White suited up because that wasn't the Mike White that. Uh, well, was a guy who said he should have been the he, he said he should have been the first overall pick in the draft, and then he goes 24, 44, 251, no touchdowns and four picks. He got benched for Joe Flacco. That is incredible. But he's even right. still in the league getting and checks. You, you said start start that D. With with no hesitation. Confidence. We'll talk about that when we preview week eleven, I believe, with confidence. Kenny doesn't you know, Kenny doesn't agree with me. I but you know, Jeff Blacko won him won in a chip. Next up, Buccaneers traveled to the football team and just got their heads kicked in. I know the score says twenty nine nineteen, but it wasn't really that close. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, the uh Buccaneers not as effective without Antonio Brown. No. He's their deep threat. He's their guy. And, yeah. Brady threw some early picks. It really dug a hole for them. I mean, listen, he's a great he's – the, he's the GOAT. No one's immune to it. You fucking throw early interceptions, you gotta be, it's tough to win in that league. I don't care who you're playing. Everyone's well, a you you've seen uh, – well, who was it? Aaron Rodgers, I think, for, when they played the Saints. Mm-hmm. And he threw, what, two picks right off the bat and got them in a hole, and they got pounded. So, I mean, like I said, nobody, nobody's immune. Next up, a game we thought was going to be interesting, Falcons and Cowboys. The Cowboys laid a complete egg against the Broncos. They come out and just beat the tar out of the Falcons. 43-3. You know, Dallas, Dak looks like he's back. And Josh Rosen got in the game. <laughs> Oh, stop. Yeah, Dak, 24-31, 2.96, two touchdowns. Javon Diggs had a pick. Boy. Jordan Lewis had a pick. Uh, yeah. CeeDee Lamb, six catches, 94 yards, two touchdowns. He was targeted seven times. Pollard, again, one of my favorite unsung heroes on that team. He led them in rushing yards. Zeke had two touchdowns. They are, uh, when they're clicking, man, they're tough to beat. Yeah, but like I said, it's what team shows up. Well, they seem to be the most consistent. Other than that game, and I'm going to chalk it up as Doc, Dak being off a of field. They lost to Tampa by field goal, mm-hmm. and they lost last week. But they got their heads kicked in, and Dak looked rusty as hell, and he might yeah. not have been 100%. So I believe, you know, they're uh, as far as the NFC goes, I think they're as good as it gets right now. And I, I know that's the – 
curse in this show. Every time we anoint somebody in one of these conferences, they go out and they get their heads kicked in. I agree. The Cowboys are great. What a team. <laughs> but I do think right now they are the – I think they're looking the best in the NFC right now. Uh, speaking of looking the best, we have the – y'all know I'm real. We have the Saints traveling to Tennessee take on the Titans. Titans end up pulling it out 23-21. They have won six straight games. They are 8-2. and two. They are rolling. We all pronounced them dead when Derrick Henry went down. They are the most injured team in the NFL, and they just continue to find a way, which is what it's about. Ryan Tannehill with 19-27-213. They didn't run the ball particularly effective. Marcus Johnson, five catches, 100 yards on six targets. They just they found a way, dude. Found a way. And that's, that's what they do, man. Six-game winning streak. Two of those basically without Derrick Henry. Um, I think I thought the Saints could have done better trying to get the ball to Callaway, not and not a Tennessee Homer reference here. He just had like a six or seven inch height advantage on the corner that was guarding him, and he scored that last touchdown. But he only had four targets. Yeah, and they only threw it to him, you know, like you said, four times. It's like give him a chance, and he will he'll come through. He's a stud. He's he's well, about, about that Trevor, line. Talking about Trevor Simeon too. I get it, but if you want to win, keep your job. Tennessee right now looking like the absolute best team in the AFC right now, though. So good for them. They're gonna keep it rolling. Next up, Jags at Colts. Colts end up winning twenty three seventeen. This game was probably a little closer than it had to be at times. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, he is an elite, elite running back. 21 carries, 116, a touchdown. Also added six six catches for 10 yards. Uh, he He's elite. Great player. Yeah, and Jacksonville had a chance, again, to to win with, you know, over two minutes and the ball, and they couldn't get it done. So Carson Wentz, is his wife's pregnant. No. Yep. You're in labor at any time. And that uh, – he said that, well, he's playing the game no matter what, and he, he missed the birth of his child. He's not going to put his team in a position where he can miss a game. I respect that. But if you're not vaccinated, you can miss a game, gets COVID. Well, my thing is, is they're not going to let you in the fucking hospital, are they? I don't know. I don't know. Well... I do that. Well, I'm just saying because I don't know. They, I don't know. I don't they know don't let you have visitors. They, I, I mean, he, I they got different money situation. Like him and Sam Finley got different money than me and you, so they might be able to buy their way into a room. But with with that said, do you think if you were in that position, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. And people are gonna call us shitty people, I guess, maybe on our answers. But who who cares? If you were in that position, what would you do? I'm going you're to see my. Million, you're making 25 million. You're the quarterback of the team. That's tremendous. I'm going to go. It's early in the season. I'm going to go see the birth of my child. If, listen, if Ronnie Locke can cut his thumb off to go play, that's awesome. I'm going to go see my kid. We'll get this back together next week. We're, we're still in the playoff picture. We're looking good. So win or lose, fucking we're good. I think that's, I think that's tough. You know, um, not to, man, I'm going to sound like a real asshole here. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. 
I think football, if you were, I think if you, it's a, such a high priority, and it's not like you're just the receiver or running back. You're the actual quarterback of the team. You have 52 other guys and a whole coaching staff and a whole city relying on you if you're healthy to go out there and help win the game. And I get that you're gonna catch a lot of sympathy. No one would blame you, but at the same time, I can, I can. Man, I, I think that's a lot. I think it's a lot tougher. I found in that situation. It, it's it's, it's tougher, like, it's, it's but money thing. It's not even really a money thing. It's like. This is what I've done my whole life. This is, what this is what I've dedicated my life to. I ask accountability for my teammates. I mean, I, listen, I think there's, but there's three, three. I think there's three reasons to miss a game: injury, mental health, and a family situation, whether it be a death, birth of a child, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So I, I accept it as an excuse, but I, man. Now and and this, now, a lot of this is a conversation with the wife too. A lot of this is a conversation. You know. Now, now, okay. Here, I'm gonna make it a little better for you. Okay. Because this is week week ten, NFL week ten, guys. We are setting at four and uh, five, four and five going in this game. Okay, so they're five and five now. Yeah. So. You know, in that position, you're okay because everyone else is kind of sucky too. But I could see it's easier for me to say, I'm going to go see, you know, the birth of my child here, week 10, as opposed to week 17. And this is this is ride or die. Our season's on the fucking line. You like NFL? It's almost ride or die every week. Well, now this is where you have a. A gangster ass wife. Can we have girl. seventeen of these things in a season? This is where you have a gangster ass wife or girl where she says, Hi, you go get that check. I got the baby. I'll holler at you after the game. Go play. It's another thing too, you're forfeiting a game check, which I get there a different place in life, but right. what twenty three million divided by seventeen? That's what the game checks are. Well. So that's I'm sure somebody's calling me a shitty father, but at the same time, I think it's easy for somebody to say, oh, I'm going to go do that, which I don't blame you for saying that. Maybe right. it's an unfair question for me to ask you that after I say this, but it's easy for us to sit here and say what we're going to do when we're not in that position. And there is so much pressure. You're playing literally the most important position in sports. Right. But you know like I, mean? I said, it's if it was if it's week 17 or a playoff game, then then my answer might be different, but it's week 10 and I'm like, yeah, we got seven more. We could go on a seven-game run right here. Yeah, but also if, you, if, out. if you're a game out in weeks 15, 16, you think back to that Jacksonville game. Then you go home. Jacob Easton had to play. You bust your kid's ass and be like, why couldn't you have waited? Oh, man. Next up. Lions travels to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. My God, was this game a fucking comedy of errors. Horrible. It was absolutely horrible. The conditions got so bad, especially in overtime, that there was just these teams were just trading turnovers. It was the weirdest, ugliest tie you'd ever want to see. What is it was, Pat was it Pat Fryermuth? Like he get he gets down, they're gonna call timeout, but he fumbles. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like fucking just just get down. Your kid Boswell can fucking hit it from where he could have hit it from where they were at. 
mm-hmm. but we got to get five more yards. Like, no, just run the fucking ball. You have a timeout. I think they did. So it was pointless. Horrible game. It was horrible game, horribly executed. Comedy of errors. Mason Rudolph and the fucking whatever the Lions got going. Jared Goff is fucking trash, by the way. <laughs> Good Lord. Fuck. All right, next up, we have the Vikings taking on the uh, San Diego. Oh, I'm sorry. The Los Angeles Superchargers. That's still kind of a habit to break down there in SoCal. Um, Vikings ended up winning 27-20. A lot of people picked the Chargers. We go throw a pick them, man. It was like, I think everyone picked like the Chargers in this game. There's another game that was an upset. The I picked, I picked Minnesota here in this one. Uh, Kirk, 25 of 37, 294, two touchdowns. Dalvin, 24 for 94 and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, eight, nine catches, 143. Didn't get in the end zone, but caught nine of his 11 targets. Extremely, extremely efficient. Um, Chargers just, you know, Herbert, when he throws a pick, they don't, you know, he turns the ball and when, they're so reliant on what he does, right? That they need 303 tutties out of him every week. 300. And they can run the ball. They're a balanced team, but it's just the quarterback position is so important that if he doesn't play well, they lose. Well, and I and I'll tell you the reason I uh I was I picked Minnesota uh because Kirk Cousins was due. He had played a couple shitty games prior and you know he always comes out with that one. Where he mm-hmm. looks, he looks good, and that's that's literally the only reason why I picked him. Now, when we get to this week, they're gonna get dog walked, and it's okay. <laughs> Speaking of dog walks, um, Panthers at Cardinals. Obviously, Kyler didn't play at DeAndre and play at changes things, um, but Cam Newton came back. Yeah, and they won thirty-four to ten. He ran for a touchdown. He threw for a touchdown. He screamed, I'm back. That whole organization looked like they had a whole different energy to them. You saw Cam on his knee leading huddles on the sidelines, motivating his team. I mean, he was the most – that dude walked in the building and just reassumed the leadership role. Yeah. It's and absolutely it. amazing. And we haven't – we've talked Cam Newton on here before, but I feel like it was the Patriots era and what he was going through. It, it was tough. And I feel like Cam is at the late stage of his career, and he wasn't what he was. but. Man, that shit almost brought a tear to my own side. Seeing him in that uniform with them balling and him smiling with the hat on post game and being a leader and being I mean, it's just it's 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 where it's 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 what it's supposed to be. It's beautiful. It's great. And but kudos he, to Panthers he, for bringing him back. Yeah, and he earned he earned that spot. And like I said, when he walked back in, everybody like they were like, he's here, you know. They there was no qualms about who the fucking guy was that's great you know pj walker's out here playing back for you know but the leader on the the leader of the team was was there and even you know cmc knew it so and it's 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 great man i've always talked about like what what a vet can do especially for a young team and when i saw him on the sideline motivating his team and and i mean everyone on that sideline all eyes were on cam as he was talking and that was just like man that's some people have it some people don't right and and you'll hate to hear it but ray lewis is who at when he would talk they would all fucking listen and i'm talking about ray double murder lewis 
he can motivate you or kill you. It just depends. It's your decision. <laughs> I, I no, I like Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was a dog. He was. Next up, we have the Eagles traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. <laughs> uh, Eagles dog walk them 30-13. Yeah, they, again, Jekyll and Hyde franchise, right? Jalen, yeah. 16-23, 178-2 touchdowns. They've actually committed to running the ball more. Jordan Howard, 12 carries, 83 yards. Boston Scott, 11 carries, 81 yards. Does he? Does Nick Sirianni just not like Miles Sanders? Is that what this is? It, there's a possibility. Um, Jalen Hurts was out there acting like he could play quarterback again. Devonta Smith out there balling. Uh, Darius Slay said, let me get that 83-yard fumble return. I mean, they... Okay. Okay, stop right there. The big talking point from this game. Okay. I feel like there was the most talked about thing, which was uh, Teddy Bridgewater's lack of effort on the tackle on that fumble return. <laughs> Teddy Your business thoughts. decision? Your thoughts. As bu- It was bullshit. I get you. I... Now, listen, Teddy's been hurt. Teddy's career was over. I mean, he's pretty much been rode off. He's having a decent year. Uh... He fucking, he wanted no parts of even attempting to fucking tackle uh, Darius Slay. Like, he did, his hands were like alligator hands. He was like, no, thank you. I strongly disagree with you. You're, you, you like the business decision. I love the business decision. Okay. I wish that in week two, Baker had made the same business decision. And the Browns wouldn't be dealing with a lot of situations they're dealing with. No, I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. I have no problem with Teddy making a business decision for the organization. But he, gives them, he gives them the best uh, chance to How win. How many tackling drills does he go through in a year? Right. How many tackles does he have to make? And you, and you even said it. He's been hurt. He's yep. looked his career mortality directly in the eye. Yep. To me, it was not worth it. I'm telling my quarterback, they may have told him to bail on a situation like that. Right. Hey, if you get open field and you can make a tackle, don't. Right. Because <laughs> I mean, those dudes want to hit you. We need get it back the next drive. Yeah, you those dudes I mean? want to hit you. Those, so, you know, those defensive guys want to hit you. They're hoping. You think the Buccaneers uh, want Tom Brady lowering his fucking throwing shoulder into a fucking tackle? No. 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 We have a quarterback with a fucking broken arm and a torn labrum because he went like this, and I'm, I just th- I threw my left arm out at a man in the NFL running full speed and hit him in the bicep and tore everything back. Uh, That's why it? the Browns are in the situation there now because of that fucking play. For Sean Gary, for uh, Packers, he's out. Ripped his whole fucking shoulder out on a tackle. And he he's paid to make tackles. Yeah. So to me... I saw Rex Ryan going off about it and all this other shit. I thought that was so, like, antiquated way of looking at football. Like, back when I played football, okay, in my day in the 90s, for instance, if I would have stepped out of bounds, if I would have caught, like, a 10 and out and three guys would have came and down. And stepped like, out of bounds. I'm getting yanked out of the game. Yeah, you fucking pussy. What are you doing? Said I got a lower my extra head yard. into a safe situation to not look like a, I'm using air quotes, pussy. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. That's not how we teach. That should be how we teach. Shouldn't be how we coach. And I got no problem. Now, if the game's on the line, situationally, I get it. I get it. This situation, I got no problem with Teddy fucking bailing out on that. None. 
you know what? They got 10 other guys in the field that are more athletic than him. You make the tackle, motherfucker. I get out through the pick, but I just, hey. He didn't I'm throw a pick. Him. It was a fumble. It and, wasn't even and, his and, deal. That same play where Baker does try to make the tackle completely altered the Brown season. Mm-hmm. So that's my, I mean, uh, maybe maybe people agree. Maybe people, hey, if you agree, disagree, tweet at us. <clears throat> Let us know. Yeah, like I said, he Teddy Bridgewater's been rode off. I mean, he almost died from his uh, leg injury. I yeah, mean, he was, was dumb. Lost his fucking leg. Yeah, he was dumb. And for him to even be out there is amazing. So, you know, he he took he made a business decision, but he yeah. gives them the best uh, chance to win week after week. Did I change? No, I I wasn't saying it was wrong. You I was said just it was saying, bullshit. <laughs> he he made a business decision. He he did you know what was best for him and the team because they weren't going to win that game. I mean him him getting fucking ran over, crushed is what does that help? Nothing. You're you're, you're still you're still going to lose. Yeah, and that's what I was saying is he gives them the best chance to win week in week out. Travis Fowler pulled a 38 of 50 uh, Booker T Topps Chrome card autographed. Well, fuck, shout out Travis Fowler. Uh, send that to me, dog. <laughs> next, next up, Seahawks at Packers. Let me take a drink here. It was an ass blistering. Uh, not really, though. It was a close game. It was, to, what, 3 nothing. Uh, yeah, at halftime. And then Packers had a big fourth quarter. The referees got involved. They said we can't have... Uh, Aaron Rodgers losing at home. Let's let's get AJ Dillon going. Let's run. Yeah, and, and he, the, he tore it up. Packers lost Aaron Jones for a couple of weeks, but this is going to be AJ Dillon's coming out party for the next two three weeks, however long Jones is out. He's going to ball. I think he's going to really. Did people on Fandle Fandle hear that? Yeah, ball. ball. Uh, Seahawks. Russ's finger just. Did you see he rehab nineteen hours a day? Okay. He rehabbed his finger 19 hours a day. I don't believe that. Well, he was There's also only, running a fake huddle games. There's only 24 hours in a day. You're saying he only sleeps five hours? Sometimes I always sleep five hours. His wife, Sierra, you're telling me that man only sleeps five hours? Listen, husbands don't simp for their wives, he simps. <laughs> I've seen the photos. I've seen the photos. <laughs> Next up, Chiefs at Raiders. Chiefs absolutely dog walk the Raiders. Yeah. One question for this game, Barry. Are the Chiefs back? I don't know if you've seen it, but Travis Kelsey said, Oh, I found my swagger back. Oh, you know, some shit like that. I was just doing a little swagger. So uh, they looked good. Uh, Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Uh, but again, you're playing the Raiders. So uh, this week here, now this they haven't got their offense up, against, they haven't had their offense look good against anybody, right? But coming up, and you know they're going against the man. They're going against the interception leading, fucking NFL leading Trayvon Diggs, and I got a bad feeling for the Cowboys defense. 
that these guys found their fucking mojo. Save it for week 11. I am. I'm just saying if they find, oh. found the mojo, <laughs> it's going to be a bad day. Hate, the hate just oozes out. It does. Can't uh, Monday night game, Rams at 49ers. 49ers dog walk them, 31-10. Rams look awful. Stafford throws two early interceptions again. They lost Robert Woods for the season. Odell was extremely limited just because he got there on Friday. They did force three targets his way. He caught two of them. His dad's pissed. Uh, <laughs> don't know what to make of the Rams now. That's two, two, two times in a row they, they looked awful. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, it's one of those where they have so much fucking talent. It's like, can they get it together fast enough right. for it to be effective? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's out here, 15 of 19, 182 yards, two touchdowns. Debo Samuels, five catches, 97 yards on a touchdown. Just absolutely. Cooper Cup ended up with 11 for 122, and that was all garbage time catches. I mean, like. Seven of those were were garbage time catches. So I mean, yeah, that very misleading stats for those guys. But Eric, it's it seems like we missed the game. People people prior to thinking we missed the game. We didn't miss the game. We're on it oh. now. Oh, um, the Browns travel to Foxborough take on the New England Patriots and their rookie quarterback Mac Jones. Browns came out, had the ball first. Looked great. 14 play drive, 79 yards, took five minutes. Started on our N16, and up the short uh, two yard touchdown pass to Austin Hooper from Baker. Great. Momentum from last week carried over. Then the absolute bottom fell out. Baker throws a god awful pick on our side of the field. He was 11 of 21 for 73 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Dearness, 19 carries, 99 yards. He's the only one that really came to play. He also had seven catches for 58. He was the entire offense. Uh, Miles Garrett had a sack. That was pretty much it on defense. They did the Patriots did whatever they wanted. Mac Jones, 19 and 23, 198, three touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson, 20 carries, 100 yards. The second week in a row, the Browns. There's something going on with the offensive line to where these little bounce out plays to the outside. Pittsburgh did it too. The Browns have been getting torched. I don't know who that on. The thing that's frustrating, I'll start with the defense. Uh, the thing that's frustrating with the Browns defense right now, and I'm I've not been a screaming fire Joe Woods guy. I don't think you can really fire coordinators in the middle in the middle of the season and really recover from that. That's just you got right now you're just stuck with what you have and review that after the season, I guess. Uh and but Miles when Miles Garrett comes out and says after the game that he's frustrated by the lack of in game adjustments. Yeah. Then I feel like that's telling. And all they did, dude, was that little running play and then run screens over miles. Yep. So if they keep doing the same thing, don't defend it the same way. You have the personnel. The defense is healthy. I don't know what the issue is. So that's that's a very frustrating deal. You know, rookie quarterback, you only get home on him once. You don't do anything to confuse him. You don't do you don't change things up at all. So that's frustrating. Uh, the offense. Barry, we are in year four of Baker Mayfield. Yep. Number one overall pick, 2018 draft. 2018, comes in the third game, lights it up, beats the Jets, goes through a coaching change. They go five and three under Greg Williams. He looks great. 
Freddie Kitchens is dialing him up. Boom. Year two, new head coach time. So hiring a serious head coach, we hired Baker's buddy to be our head coach. Terrible season. Terrible season. 2019 was a wash. And with the players, you know, the coaches, us laying down in Cincinnati. Year three, Kevin Stefanski, Odell goes down, season turns around. They go 11 and five, they get a playoff win. Everybody's screaming, extend Baker. Comes out this year, uh, gets hurt on the playoff reference earlier in the year, and it's been downhill ever since. Um, I don't think the injury affects his decision-making. I don't know if this is a scheme thing, but the fact that we're having this conversation still is as telling as it gets. Um, I don't think, I don't see Baker Mayfield getting as much as a $30 million contract right now. I don't see them extend unless a shit drastically changes, which I don't see that happening. I don't even see him finishing the season, to be honest with you, with that injury. Um, they're going to find out real quick who they are. They got Detroit, Baltimore, by Baltimore next four weeks. You, and the first Baltimore game is on the road. You're gonna find, we're going to find out who they are very fucking quickly. Um, I don't know if you move on from Baker in the offseason. I don't know what the, what's out there. You know what I mean? I don't know like, if there's a better – I don't – I don't know. I don't know. What so you are you are one hundred. You're off the Baker wagon. You're you're saying he is not the guy. I'm saying the fact that we're still having the conversation. You're forced telling enough, and that he would have made himself the clear cut guy if he was by now. I don't see anything elite out of him right now. I haven't for a long time. I think that he was schemed up really well by Stefanski. I think it was a lot of quick decisions and being told where to go with the ball. And that listen, that was great. He was executing the plays. You guys, what you got to do in the NFL. But any kind of he comes to a freelance situation or a play breaks down or we can't lean on the running game, he struggles. And that's just a fact. And that's I get the guy has heart. I get he has accuracy, all that, all that. But it's just the same vicious cycle we've been going through with him for four years now. And I, I look at other teams that have stability at the position, and we have all the pieces around him. But Mac Jones came out bald. bald. He did. But to me, I think Baker is better when he gets out of the pocket, when he scrambles. I don't like when he sets back there and fucking he's not Dan Marino. He's not fucking Joe Montana. I think he needs to get out of the pocket, fucking let things fucking go crazy haywire because he seems to operate to me better under chaos. Not to me, he doesn't. When the pocket collapses, his eyes fall immediately. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, you can, he spins like a top in the pocket. Yeah, I'm talking about getting him out or not like force. You know what I'm talking about? Like a designed get him out of the fucking pocket to throw the ball. Like I get that, I get that yeah. but that's coming off play action and everything. When the threat of the run is not there. Yeah, yeah. That's when he struggles. Yes. And That's what I'm talking about. The run game should not struggle. You, when you have Nick Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Dearness Johnson, your run game should fucking always be there. Right. I understand that. But when the defense gets you down 31 to 7 in the third quarter, right. you can't run the you ball anymore, run. dude. What? And, it was but they say the same thing. They say the same thing about Lamar, though. When, but when he's you're down, that. He, he has. But he's in what year? Five, six? Four. Baker's draft class, four. Okay. Same class. Well, Baker, 
Baker, Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar. All same all first okay. round picks in 2014. Well, he he's taken longer longer to progress. I still think he's the guy there. I I think he fits in well. But like you said, we're gonna find out who they are these next four weeks. See okay. And I've made I've I've made all the excuses, right? The coaching mm-hmm. changes, the turmoil, the instability with the organization coming into a one and thirty one team. I get all that. But what I'm saying is after four years. Other than a stretch during last year and a stretch during his rookie year, and these are just stretches, I haven't seen any consistency. The most consistent I think he's played is when after Odell went down last year in that Cincinnati game. That was the only time. But now he's hurt. Right. So, and he's not going to get better. He has a broken arm. He has a broken yeah. bone in his arm and a torn labrum. I don't know. This is this has all the makings of a lost season. It really does. I mean, when we're five and five, lost division games ahead of us. All our goals still out in front of us. But I'm telling you, they're going to find out really fucking quick these next three games who they are. If they come out and struggle against the Lions, which the Lions have lost a lot of close games, they're not just bums. You know, I mean, they've had some. They could be four and five right now, very easily. They've lost on how many games by field goals and whatnot. If they come out and they they bust their ass, they bust, you know, if they can get a if a split with Baltimore, I think they're gonna be in good shape. But they have to get a split there. That's it's gonna be tough sledding. And yep. the bye week can't come soon enough. And I'm so tired of hearing about the injuries excuse with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Because it's Again, this is probably apples and oranges because the Titans are the most injured team in the NFL, but their quarterback's not hurt. When your quarterback's hurt, it changes a lot. It's just, it's, right. it's just very, very, very frustrating. Keenum had to finish the game. He was more effective. <laughs> like, right. It's just it's frustrating. All right, all right. That transitions us under our next segment, Barry, and I'm going to go ahead and let you roll that out. Well, uh, Eric got me discussing the uh this browns podcast that we talked about and and so i said you know let me give a listen to see if i like it or whatever it's it's called brownstown just so everybody knows yep brownstown and uh so i i you know i kicked it up showed you know showed him when i was listening and everything and um and it's funny because you know we were talking before we started you know some of the things they they talk about it like kind of jogs your memory like God, I completely forgot about that, you know. And their first episode, they talk about the 0 and 16 season of what was it, 2016? Yeah. Uh, no, no, 2017 was 0 and 16. 2016 was 1 and 15. 0 and 16 was Miles' rookie year, year before Baker. Yeah, so so uh, 2017. Yeah, but um. Yeah, like they had how many games they lost to the Steelers by three, they lost to the Colts by three, the Jets by three, the Titans in overtime by three, um, lost to the Packers in overtime, um, lost to the Steelers in the last game of the season. But we weren't trying we weren't trying to win. Right. But they were making it close. You know, I mean, closer than, it, you know, it probably should have been. With Deshaun Kaiser at quarterback. Go ahead. Right. 
But, uh, you know, one of the things they talked about is after that season, they have a 0-16 parade celebrating, <laughs> celebrating under, you know, some pretentious fucking thing, uh, celebrating an 0-16 fucking season like they won a championship. So go back in time, Eric. Take us back. Tell us. <laughs> His, I, you could see his chest. It's like pumping out to hear he's so mad. But tell us, fucking, uh, about this parade, the shenanigans, the craziness of that uh, 2017-016 year. Well, the thing was, we hired uh, Sashi Brown and Paul D. Podesta to basically empty the cupboards, right, and acquire as many draft picks as they possibly could. And they ended up getting like, I think it was 14 draft picks for the 2018 draft. I want to say it was astronomical, and they did a, a fantastic job. Unfortunately, they got fired before they were able to spend those draft picks after 2017. Uh, there's a Browns fan on Twitter. He has many, many followers. Uh, let me pull him up here. Just see how many followers he has. His name is at reflog. He's actually a nice guy. He's uh, at McNeil. We've actually, me and him hashed it out because he was messaging me like, yo, you seem very upset by this parade, and I was. Uh, he organized this 0-16 parade. He talked about it all year that he was going to do it, and then I felt like he was rooting for the Browns to go 0-16. They did. He has the parade. It makes news. He ends up doing interview spots on, like, ESPN, like this Talking head shows. Like, he was out there as the face of the parade. And, all, and he'll say, well, you know, all proceeds went to the Cleveland Food Bank. That's why we did it. You kind of did it to kind of make yourself the fucking star of the show. Right. And to get yourself over and your Twitter account that has 394,000 followers, um, which he's essentially parlayed into a podcast, not mad at that, whatever, whatever. But I do think this was him getting himself over. Of course, he's a Browns fan. He wanted to be better, but it was just they, they, they took an organization that has been made fun of and been a joke and been the butt of jokes and been and has embarrassed itself and its fan base for far, far, far too long up to that point. And they turned around and they made an even bigger fucking joke about it. And they, I, I know it looked like they were fucking celebrating and just motherfuckers getting themselves over. It was not fun. It was embarrassing. I, 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 I just, my skin crawled when I saw him get, when I saw it get covered on the major sports networks. It was absolutely ridiculous. And we have got things that turned around since then. And they said this is a call to the front office. And shockingly, well, not shockingly, a lot of the idiots that are up there actually pat themselves on the back because they think they're the ones that helped spark the chains of what. They ended up having the Browns kind of turn things around a little bit. It wasn't the draft Baker. picks. It wasn't John Dorsey. <laughs> it wasn't the coaching changes. It was them at a parade with fucking chewing on bones, riding around circles around a fucking stadium. It was fucking embarrassing. It was ignorant. Hey, shout out to dude who got himself on fucking ESPN talk about though. And if you bring it up to him to this day, he will say, well, he'll bring up the Cleveland food bank thing immediately. It's like his immediately fallback defense. Like, that was the 100% reason why he did it was the Cleveland Food Bank, which they they raised a good amount of money. Good they raised them. over $17,000. They should have raised fucking more. <laughs> like, yeah, way more. Way yeah. fucking more. But uh, we have a little town. $17,000 it didn't have before. I'm not great. mad at that. Um, can I, let me say this, though. We have a fucking little deal down here in a town of 5000 that every year they, they raise $31,000. For fucking food banks down here in a town of 5,000. And you're in fucking Cleveland, Ohio. And you raised 17,000. And you so, made national news with it. Yeah, so calm down. 
Junior. So uh, to me, and the guy's not even from fucking Cleveland. He lives in Columbus. Oh my. Yeah. So it was uh, the whole thing was embarrassing. It was annoying. It was just a, after a after a one in thirty one run. It was such an eye rolling thing. Like Jesus Christ. It's one thing for the fucking team to look stupid. Now our fans got to go out and look like fucking jackasses. And that's to me, that's exactly what they look like. They look like jackasses who are trying to get themselves over and trying to, you know, insert themselves onto the scene when they should have just stay in the fucking background. They they embraced. You guys did nothing to spark anything either, by the way, other than just make us a bigger fucking joke. I had friends of other, you know, what it was like to have friends with other friends of other teams fucking make fun of me for that shit. Oh, did you go to the parade? <laughs> And I was arguing with dude on Twitter about it. If you go back to my personal account, right. I was going at it. And then there ended up being like some DMs exchanges where he's like, is this personal? Like, no, it's not personal. It's fucking yeah. stupid. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And I think you're doing it to get yourself over. To, Flat out. What I said. To embrace being a fucking doormat of the league. Instead of, instead of trying to fucking like get better and fucking all that. Yeah. That's suspect behavior. But like I said, dude, you got on ESPN, bro. Did it did yeah. he get an analyst job? How that though? No, he's doing a podcast right now and it's it's a whole thing. It's whatever. I'm not and again, nice guy. Strong difference of opinion on that particular topic though. Strong difference of opinion. But, you know, when I met him he had like five thousand followers. Now he's got three hundred and ninety five thousand followers, so good for him. Next up. Oh, we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, anything else you want to talk about for Browns history? Because we're going to talk about this weekly now. Yeah, well, next uh, next week we go back to, was it 95? Yeah, the move. Great. Can't wait. So <laughs> you're going to be excited. It's You know, he'll be even fucking hotter next week. It'll be great. Uh, for the longest time, I had an email address. It said Art Modell screwed me up at then address. Right. Domain name. That's yeah. all right. You took that shit personal. I was 15 when the Browns moves. Imagine yeah. being 15 years old and your favorite football team moves. So, my, you know, my dad's a Bengals fan. He's he's a Bengals fan, but not like hard fucking core. You know what I mean? He's just like, okay, cool. Um, and my grandpa's son, my, you know, um, your uncle. Gra- no, he's he's not really my grandpa, but he's he is. Um, his son is a Browns fan. Now, for those that don't know how the Bengals-Browns rivalry was back in the day, so dad's like, you know, he got tickets and shit, and they're in the Browns section, or they're in the Bengals section, of course. And Roger is fucking, dad's like, oh my God, he's in his Brown shit, you know, he's going crazy, people are cussing him, throwing shit at him, fucking, yeah, throwing hot dogs at him, nachos, fucking pops dad's like oh my god you know mm-hmm. and, and that rivalry shit was real uh mm-hmm. we talked about chavez the other day i know his brother ricky huge browns fan okay lots of people listen don't know chavez and ricky that's fine i'm just saying their names names have stayed the same i know but... <laughs> yeah anyways his his girlfriend at the time now wife uh was was called a slut they went to the stillers and uh, brown's game and that'll show you how crazy that rivalry is 
she was called a slut. He was, they were trying to beat him up, all kinds of shit. And I mean, that shit's wild. So, I mean, if you think you're safe going, going to these Browns at rivalry games, you're not. They will attack you. That Did you uh, ever attend one of these rivalry games? Do you have any stories? Uh, I've been Before to, we uh, jump around, into week 11. Well, I grew up in eastern Ohio. Yeah. So I grew up an hour and a half from Pittsburgh and two hours from Cleveland. I have been to a Brown-Steelers game in Cleveland, not one in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, it's it's obviously uh, – it's, it's, it's vile, man. I mean, these fan bases – it's nothing I would take my family to. You know what I mean? It's it's wild. People yelling at each other after the game is always kind of a sketch situation, particularly when those two teams get together. Um, I saw people throwing terrible towels and piles of horse shit. You know, they had the cops up there on the, on the horses, yeah. lighting them on fire. Steelers fans coming, yelling, almost. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. I know people that have gone to those games and hate Browns fans because they wore their Bengals jersey and got spit on and told to fuck off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all trolling in real life till you fucking get in the middle of it, right? So not that I'm condoning that behavior, but that's what the fuck happens. Yeah, so uh, you get up, up there. Next up, the FanDuel. Uh, just touch on who won last week. It was actually my boy, Buppy. Doug Bupp. Here locally here in, in Columbus actually won. So good for him. Uh, he finished with a score of... He actually beat the brakes off everybody. Oh, no, he didn't. He barely edged out Hardy Kickass, and you finished third. So he was 144, Hardy was 143, and you were 123. I finished 10th. Didn't do very well at all. So there's that. But guys, enter next week. I don't, I'm not having to make a, a tweet about it anymore. People are just joining, so that's that's fucking dope. Uh, NBA is picking up a little bit too. Let's see what we did here. We did have enough this time. Nick Haddix won that. He won $9. You finished second. I finished third. So, yeah. Starting to get numbers bad. That's a, that's only 10 people, $2 buy-in. I would like to get more in eventually, but I'm not going to harass people to get that shit filled out. And also, the pick em, Um, Jeremy Ball won. Pack of Don Russ Optic. He did. So, him and, and uh, came down the wire. Him and JT, they both had eight correct. They both had, it came down to a tiebreaker in the Monday night game. They had both picked the Rams. So it was just based on total score. And, and I think JT picked 53, um, and Jeremy Ball picked 38. So, yeah, final that score was, was that. what, 41? Yeah, it was 41. So, um, yeah, and I got his stuff out. I got Cody Baker, uh, his Browns cards from the week before out. But he got Browns cards, Cavs cards, and Indians cards. <laughs> Because I didn't, you know, I don't have a ton of Browns cards. Um, and then I got you. Sent you out your optic and select. I appreciate that. So everybody is caught up. The winner, winners uh, are all sent out. So we're uh, looking forward to this week 11. Sorry, I got things going on. Yeah, week 11 here. We're going to go ahead and do the pick really quickly here. And we're going to get out of here. So week 11, we have the Thursday night game. We have the Patriots at the Falcons. Uh, Damian Harris is back. Thursday night games are always weird. Going has won six straight against Atlanta. I feel like it doesn't mean anything because the roster's changed over. Give me the Patriots. Atlanta coming off a 43-3 beatdown. I'm going to also take the Patriots, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. 
Here's a weird one. Saints at Eagles. Mm. Philadelphia has scored 32.7 points per game since week eight. That is the second most in the NFL in that span. Man, I think the crazy thing is I think the Eagles are actually coming into their own. Um, but, man, I'm going to take the Saints. I think uh, Kamara, and I think uh, they've maybe learned that Marquez Callaway is the, the way to go. So hook him up. Give me the Eagles at home. They're scoring points. So, yeah, I, uh, this is honestly a pick them to me, you know. Yeah. Uh, next up, Dolphins at the Jets. This is going to be an s- ugly one. I guess Tua is going to play. Joe Flacco is going to play for the Jets. I said on Twitter, start the fucking Dolphins defense with confidence and fantasy if you can. Um, Miami's won six of the last seven. The Jets are an absolute abysmal mess right now. Give me the Dolphins. Dolphins. Next up, we got the football team traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. We got Ron Rivera taking on Cam Newton. It's be a big you- partnership there. Uh, Carolina's allowing 173.7 yards per per uh, passing yards per game, and that's the fewest in the NFL. Where I really just struggle getting through that. Uh, the football team come off a big win. So are the Panthers, they have a lot of momentum. Cam is going to start. Give me Chase Young out with a torn ACL. Give me the Panthers. Yeah. I was going to say I'm going to take the Panthers. No Chase Young out for the year. Uh, defensive line probably going to be a little suspect. I think. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, big day. Next up, Colts at Bills. Bills allowed fewer than 24 points in eight games this year. That's tied for most in the NFL. <laughs> Give me the Colts. And, you know, Bills coming off that, that big ass beating they gave. Uh, I think they hold it over. I think Stephon Diggs has a big day. I think Jonathan Taylor, they bring him down to earth. He only rushes for 95 yards this week. <laughs> Next up, you got the 08-1 Lions traveling to Cleveland and take on the discombobulated Browns right now. Lions have won four straight versus the Browns. Ooh. They end the 0-8-1? Not this week. I think the Browns are going to... Do the thing where they beat an inferior opponent, everybody thinks they're back, and fucking then all hell could break loose. Give me the give me the Browns though. Eleven and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take the Browns. 49ers at Jags. Give me the 49ers all damn day. Yep, Niners. Titans or Texans at Titans. Yeah, again, give me Titans all day long. <laughs> yeah, Titans. Next up, we have the Packers traveling to Minnesota to take on the four and five Vikings. I feel like they're a lot better than four and five. Still, Aaron Rodgers owns them. Give me the Packers. I'm with you, Packers. AJ Dillon, I think, has a big day. And yeah. I think Alan Lazard has a big day, not Devontae Adams. Okay. I think Alan Lazard. Uh, Ravens traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. The Bears have lost seven straight games coming off a bye. How is that even possible? Uh, give me the Ravens. You know what? Even they just lost to the Dolphins. I think they've had 10 days off. Give me the Ravens. Give me Justin Fields. Give me the Ooh. Bears. Ooh, spicy. Bengals at Raiders. Mm. Home team is 7 1 in this matchup since 1998. Uh, ooh, ooh, 
Bengals coming off a bye. Give me the Bengals. I think Akili Smith comes out of retirement. I think the Bengals get the win. Jamar Chase comes back. Shows people he's the rookie of the year. Big day. Next up, we got the Cardinals at Seahawks. Uh, give me the Cardinals. Depends on, depends on Kyler, Kyler Murray. I was thinking if Kyler doesn't play, but I was I don't even think that matters. Give me the Cardinals. Uh, I think it does, though. I, I'm going to take the Cardinals, too, but it could change if Kyler Murray uh, doesn't play because Colt McCoy, he ain't that guy. Mm-mm. Uh, next up, we have the Cowboys traveling to Kansas City, taking on the Chiefs. So I imagine this will be the national game of the week. Kansas City has won 10 straight versus NFC teams. Feel like they got their swagger back. Give me the Chiefs. I, I got my it. swagger back. I think Trayvon Diggs gets fucking toasted by Tyreek Hill. And it's going to be he's beautiful. Gonna have, he's he's, he's going to have help. If they, if they man no. up Tyreek they're stupid. If he's the best, he's the best corner in the league. You man up. If he mans up on Tyreek, if he mans up on Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill has three touchdowns, two hundred yards. Dan Quinn's not that stupid. Next up, Steelers <laughs> traveling to San. Or I'll do it again. Los Angeles taking on the Chargers. Their Steelers are out. Everybody, so give me the Chargers. Yeah. They played the fucking Lions to a tie. I'm going to take the Chargers. Giants at Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers coming off a bad loss. Giants two bad losses. Give me the Buccaneers. Terrible. Uh, Buccaneers coming off two bad losses. And they're undefeated at home. And that's going to change. We're coming off a bye. Danny Dimes is ready. Kadarius Toney. Ready. Saquon Barkley, not ready. But we'll st- <laughs> we're still going to come in and get the dub. So, G-Man, baby. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. That's all we got. We talked about Week 10. Talked about let a me, fucking parade. Well, let me ask and- you this, though, before you go. Before you go. I just got one more. It's a basketball thing. Okay. Heard it today. Heard it from Stephen A. Your boy, Stephen A. He says that when LeBron comes back and he's saying it is full on LeBron, the the same LeBron we've been getting, it's not enough that LeBron has won his last chip. They do not make the finals. What is your, because the people around him are not good enough. And just so you know, they just got beat by Milwaukee. Um, they're old, man. They're old. Uh, Westbrook's on the tail. Every, everyone's on the back nine. I think the AD, like, I don't think he's quite as advertised to me. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, uh, poof. and this isn't, this isn't like 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever, when LeBron can go out and give you a triple double when you need it. You know what I mean? Like, he's, it's, it's, it's starting to catch up. He's, and listen, still one of the, absolute best players in the league and i i and i i i heard that little shot in there about you know you making excuses but you know 
No, boy, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. That was Stephen A. I just said what he said. But you accentuated that part, and you gave me a look when you said it, as if Jordan, and I know that you didn't mention his name, but this is where your disdain comes from. I mean, Jordan did not win a championship without Scottie Pippen or Phil Jackson. That's just facts. So you got to have help in the, in, the, in, the, in the NBA. And I don't, and to me, they just, they look old. They don't have a lot of youth. And I worry what that's going to look like come April, May, and I doubt June. Well, that, that, thing, did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah, but I wasn't going there with that. I wasn't bringing up Jordan. I just wanted your opinion on. Oh, okay, what, that's okay. Because you didn't have help, enough help around him. No one's ever won a championship. That's yeah, and that's what he says. He was saying is those guys aren't what you know. He doesn't have the. They're help. old. They look old. And Steph Curry is fucking looking like a video game again. They're the, they're the best team in the NBA right now. The yeah. Warriors are. So it is, it's crazy. And everybody was counting those dudes out, you know? So, all right. Got anything, got anything else? Nope. I'm, I'm getting off here with you. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so, uh, follow me on Twitter, AbbeyFrost28. Eric, drop their credentials, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. Always follow the show on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Doing the Favor. Thank you guys so much for listening, subscribing, reviewing, everything you've done. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And with that, good night and God bless. Peace. It goes one, two, three into the four. Eric Abaria up with DTF and that's for show. If you don't come correct, you get your ass full. So take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate the time Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind Just a few more days until we're back live We'll be your lifeline I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor Let it marinate in something to savor We ball so hard, this is a layoff Until the next time, doing the favor Yeah, doing the favor Doing the favor. Uh, doing the favor. Until next time, doing the favor.